Okay, here we go. Jesus. Okay. Hello, my name is Taya. And I am sick and depressed at also Glenn. (laughs) Today we are discussing our books. Glenn has a fantasy book. And I have a realistic fiction. Why don't you tell me about your book, Glenn? There's a lot. <laughs> What's the title? Okay. I am reading currently The Lord of Shadows, and it is whoa, all over the place. Like, in the first five seconds, it goes from zero to a hundred, like, like, holy crap. You can't see it, but he's flailing his arms. <laughs> I'm violently flailing because it's like, this book. This book goes from zero to a hundred in the first paragraph, and it's like nuts. For the second book in the series, like it's really good, to, as to where I'm at right now. It just goes from like holy crap to holy crap. My book was kind of like that. It started out normal. Um, it went through Dolores. That's the main character. What book are you reading? Um, I am reading. She's come <laughs> I am reading. She's come undone. And it started out slow, unlike Glenn's, but it started to derail with family death and women to a Catholic church and fights and yeah, family death isn't fun. It's yeah. it's not. The, I have been seeing off your notes that there is a lot of death in your book. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If you don't see my notes at all during this point in. Uh, in this project my notes are just conjumbled together of like death death gore maybe some sexual content because let's be honest they're fighting demons they're killing demons of course there's going to be a lot of blood death and gore yeah there was just a lot of capitalized things (laughs) (laughs) that made it very threatening (laughs) um my story is like a coming of age story and then like showing that there's no straight path to adulthood uh, through Dolores' childhood. She struggles with being heavily obese and that gets her to be bullied in school. And um, her parents get divorced. Her mother ends up in the hospital. She ends up living with her grandma. And when her mom gets back from the hospital, Dolores is sexually assaulted. And after her mother's death, she just goes to a mental hospital. And it's... Yeah, I think bodily image is not... It's a hard thing to discuss, mm-hmm. like, to someone that struggles with that. Because, like, it's... It's how they view themselves and how, what they think of themselves. So it's very hard to shift that mental image. Especially, okay, I found this really weird about my book. It was a man who wrote my book. Yeah. We are going through like a woman's uh, woman's life and I was picking out stuff that I could relate to because it is realistic fiction and finding out that it was a man, I was like, wow, okay. I guess. I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was. Okay, back to your book. Glenn, is there any like character specifically you relate to? Uh, <laughs> um, any one character? Any oh. Any one character. Or do you find yourself in all of them? I, I find a piece of myself in all of them. Because it's like whether you're enraged by the fact of 
somebody just got killed, and I'm not going to spoil that because spoilers. You're spoiled it for yourself. <laughs> I, I very much hate myself for that. Damn you, Wikipedia. <laughs> um, oh, you are reading a fantasy, and that's kind of why I was excited to do this podcast together. Yeah. Is because you are reading a fantasy book, and I have like a realistic fiction. Although it is fantasy, how can you relate it to reality? How is that? I would say, I would say though, uh, fantasy is just that. It is fantasy. I do believe there are some truths fantasy mm-hmm. i guess if you can put that with oh my god 420 we just passed 420 recording timer bam, 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 bam. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I, yeah i agree that you can find little truths and everything and like i do like that about fantasy it doesn't have to be realistic fiction for you to be oh i can relate this mm-hmm. to real life um one of the parts that I was reading in my book is when the mother had gotten back from the mental hospital, she had painted a painting and it sounded really weird in the book. It was it was a leg with wings on it. And like to her mother, that was her reality. She was like, oh, this is me. And for throughout the whole book, the painting is mentioned over and over and over, this is me. And then I started to realize that there's a lot of symbolism in my book and i had kind of associated finding symbolism in things with like fantasy yeah and not and not realistic fiction i was super surprised because um i looked up an article and um it was like the wings can represent freedom and escape and i think like most of the characters on my book are looking for an escape and then like the color green um the wings the tip of the wings were painted green for like growth and uh, when Dolores, when her mother had died, she t- that's the part of the painting she took with her, the wings. And I kind of think throughout the book it shows that she held on to that for the growth and for the stability she would later find. Yeah, I, I feel like it doesn't matter what you read or how you read it or what you interpret it as. There are bits of symbolism in every type of writing, in every type of poetic art that is out there. Yeah or written art that is out there. I think for a fact that it is very difficult to just kind of subtly put it in, but when it is done, like, I've read your book and it it was done beautifully. You read my book? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, She Comes Undone is one of my favorites. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm just finding this out now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a disorder. Is there anything that, like, stands out to you in your book? I think it's very much the fact of like it's the classic good versus evil but at the same time though it battles family versus society society versus one person it bounces all over the place you have several fighting conflicts and it's whether it's in the first series the pre the predecessing series or this series like it's painted in a beautiful picture like yeah. So although there is a journey, like there is so much more to it just than one path. Yeah. Like, okay. Currently in my book, I am at a point to where they are looking for the black volume of the dead, meaning that's like a Necronomicon in today's society-ish, to where it can raise the dead and like control demons and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And essentially if that falls into the wrong hands, that's kind of oh. where it can get pretty hectic um, the need for power yeah. power hungry 
Yeah, very, very greedy. Don't mind us. We just turned into Rice Krispies over here. <laughs> okay, but um, they couldn't. I don't want to hear Raising the dead. Yeah, raising the dead. They just uh, in the book. In the book. <laughs> okay. So, in the book currently, they were, uh, they've been fighting demons. Uh, it, there's this massive forbidden love between uh, the two main characters, Julian and Emma. Uh, they're parabatai. But, like, they're bonded together. Like, they're, they're bonded, to, they're bonded together and they chose each other at, oh, a, very, okay. at a very young age. But essentially, oh. uh, what happens is the clave, the very like overwhelming, very kind of religious government that uh, saw. I think Dolores that, looks at her grandma like that, that as like the religious like villain to look yeah. over them. The clave is very, very interesting. Like very much so, it is an overwhelming force of. I guess oppression trying to drag you down like it is very limited in what it does the governing body and because it is a governing body of people that are essentially elected into it it is very easily corruptible especially within the families before we go on i have a question is it do you find it more interesting to read books that have kind of like the government that is different from ours or like a world that is different from ours or do you try to look for books that are kind of like our government kind of like our everyday life i i do a bit of both it's very trying to distance myself and very much relate myself to the book yeah so it's just kind of one of those things and then okay back to what i was saying there's this one faction in the clave called the coho uh the core horn yeah. and essentially it's trying to make like downworlders like demon or no not demons demons are demons <laughs> uh werewolves vampires warlocks fairy fairies uh, stuff like that it's trying to drag them down and essentially treat them like they are not people mm-hmm. so it's very like poking at so uh social and political injustices in today's society kind of like uh so the symbolism in that isn't hidden like it's kind of it's very prevalent yeah. very much prevalent. um the fact that it is looking towards trying to be i guess it's trying to replicate the today's kind of political issues or like like the racism the sexism the homophobia the transphobia stuff like that stuff that targets specific communities it's mm-hmm. trying to replicate that into the book trying to fit it into that society I like um, in my book uh, of course there are not like warlocks or wizards or anything like that <laughs> but she does come up with she, she does come up on some battles it is like a very hero journey type of book um in the end like she is struggling with her mother's death 
and it seems like she keeps having all these problems with men, like after the assault. And then she she stalks her college roommate's boyfriend, and then gets in the relationship with him, and pretends like, oh, I know nothing about you. And he ends up like cheating on her, leaving her, or he, she ends up ends up leaving him, which is a good thing. And then she moves back into her grandmother's house where everything had all started. And what I like about my book is that from start to finish, it's kind of in the same space. Like it is a nice circle. It's a rigid circle because of all the <laughs> mess that happens. Yeah. But it's a complete circle. Do you feel like that with your books? Like, is it a complete circle, or are you always questioning something? In my book, it's very all over the place. It, it's very a controlled chaos. Like, it's very much trying to be the fact of you're always moving, you're always doing something, and no matter whether you're changing the perspective of Julian and Emma, or moving to the perspective of Kit or Ty or Livy, or no matter who you.、Uh, Look at the book. The problems are going to be different. They're going to be from their、uh, their perspective,、mm-hmm. and it's oh, it's going to be very interesting. Like, I kind of wish my book had done that with the different characters getting into their heads. Yeah, that that's that's why I like reading because I like to see different viewpoints.、Mm-hmm. Because especially like, with that book, like where I've where I've dropped off about. Six chapters from the end, or about two hundred pages. Because holy crap, my author can like, like book. There you go, six hundred pages done. But it's it's very much a it's very much a book to where like a lot can happen in a short amount of time, and she、yeah. does it beautifully. Like she writes it beautifully. Like, yeah. Do you ever feel like you're slowing down? No, not one bit. There is very, there are very intense romance scenes, very intense fight scenes, very intense. Like even then, the suspense is building up until the very end. And like, can we talk about the romantic tension in the beginning of the book for like five seconds? Like they're on a Ferris wheel. They're 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 on a Ferris wheel fighting a freaking demon that looks like a giant squid, and then. In the previous book, their romantic tension had already been like、uh, revealed. Like they're peripatized, but they fall in love and they can't because it strengthens their power and it could easily corrupt them both. Like it could kill them both. And there was a there was a law put out like a few hundred years before their romance started that essentially banned peripatized lovers because it something happened. It made them stronger, but、oh. it also Kind of corrupted them. So, I like that.、Um, my book, I expected it to be a, like a romantic novel, but it wasn't.、Uh, she did like you were talking about power, and it reminded me of like although mine wasn't a love story, she did like have. She didn't have power in the beginning, but in the end, she found power in herself and her、yeah. situation to go back home and、mm-hmm. to be in the to be in the grounds that she was. Yeah. Okay. You okay? I'm gonna touch on this for a little bit. We,、uh, you said your world,、uh, your book kind of stayed in one place, like kind of stayed in one general area. Yeah. Ooh, that's not the case for me. One hundred percent not the case. They jump from LA to the land of fairy to the land of 
London. Like, mm-hmm. it's very bouncy, very all over the place. It, she, it, my author, um, like, mine's not like that. It is very, it's set out. I could write out a neat little timeline because as the book goes along, you know where she's going, you know where her next stop is. But I think that's just the difference between realistic fiction and fantasy. I, f- I feel like fantasy in, its, in and of itself is something easier to write, but it's very difficult to, I guess, kind of broaden it, kind of expand the world more than what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that touches back on the symbolism about how, like, some things are hidden, and then the symbolism is going to be different for each reader, for the author, even if the author, author had intended for us to take it that way yeah. like with the painting you know maybe it wasn't supposed to be that that painting was so important but i had remembered oh this has been brought up chapter to chapter there must be something it's it's very um what's the word i'm looking for it's very like oriented to the way of like you can see it for what it is but at the same time though it's your interpretation yeah I, and I do like that about just all books in general. In yeah. my book specifically, uh, the mother kind of had like an obsession with birds. Like her first obsession when she was starting to like derail with her mental health, mm-hmm. she had gotten this bird. But she had become so attached to it that she was taking care of it rather than taking care of herself. Mm-hmm. And finally, the husband, or now the ex-husband, had thrown it out the window and it left and she locked herself up for days and days. And I think that the mother had always been searching for some kind of freedom and that Dolores wasn't looking for some type of freedom. She wanted that stability. And when her mother had died, she was very angry instead of sad. And she found herself trying to commit suicide in the ocean. And that's where she had like gotten some connection with whales and seeing whales because all these whales were washing up dead on the shores and with her it was like oh there's this one big world and they're ending up on the sands and it's kind of shown throughout the yeah throughout the book of that kind of well i could stay in the ocean but i could also end up on the sand yeah i think back on the topic of mental health i think that is very much one of the things that is it's at the same time it's easy to talk about or it's easy to understand very difficult to talk about because you don't know what that person's going through you don't know their situation to an exact t there's no guidebook for their situation and it's mm-hmm. it's very very difficult like I, it's it's hard to see what they're seeing it's hard to look at the world through their eyes and i think like from what i've heard about your book and from reading my book the authors have done a very good job at like opening it up to perspective yes very much so um how if there's not anything else how would you what would the review of your book be a rating i definitely give my book five out of five stars it's very well written very well it's a world that you can imagine but also like you can kind of feel it like mm-hmm. relatable yeah it's, it's not it's, just way too out there yeah it's very very relatable it's one of those things of like it's easy to understand and easy to visualize but it's so much more than that and it's it's i love it so what number book are you on just i am on two of three in the current series she is making another series 
Go, Cassandra. <laughs> Do you like this book that you're reading now better than the first one, or are you going to stick to the original one? Oh, that, that's a hard one. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I think I like the predecessing series better, which is the Infernal Devices. It's, I love it. Mm-hmm. it, it it's amazing. I, I would give my book a four out of five and I would give it a four out of five because um as it as it got to the end you were kind of like oh now everything's fine and it's kind of um although I'm not completely finished I still have like 10-15 pages so unless you know something crazy happens then which it probably could but for now, I give it a four out of five because I'm not sure how the ending is, but it's kind of calming down. And I kind of like the fast pace of, oh, everything is changing. Everything yeah. will change. Don't expect to have your stability. But I, other than that, I think it was very well written. Um, I found it on my mom's dresser and I, like she had talked about how she had liked to read it. And she had even underlined certain quotes in it. And I thought it was going to be some chick flick book. It kind of was. But it was pretty good. It was also like one of Oprah's picks when she had picked books. Excuse me. Is that a cough or a sneeze? Sneeze. Ah. Okay. But, yeah. I think the topics in this are very well presented. Kind of like they are in The Rose for Emily or Harrison Bergeron. They're very well presented. The themes are very well intertwined with each other. Mm -hmm. Like... Oh, on a rose for Emily, that just reminded me. There was, um, like, in my book, you know, it's a realistic fiction. She's yeah. in a small town. There are tons of gossip, and then there are, like, deep secrets beneath the surface. No, my yeah. character didn't keep a dead body <laughs> up in her room, but she... No necrophilia here. <laughs> but she, you know, she kind of did carry around deaths with her, which, two separate things, yeah. but she did have, like, kind of, like... Very much the subject. Darker burden on her. Yeah, very much the subject of death, very much the subject of a burden approaching on the character. And, um, yeah. But with A Rose for Emily and uh, Harrison Bergeron, for me, it was very much the growth and the forbidden love aspects that kind of pulled me towards that. And it's like, no, that's not what that's supposed to be. <laughs> okay, any final questions? Are you going to read the third book? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so going to keep this series going. Like, it's... Actually, you continues to write them. You're just going to be one, one step behind her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> so, I guess this is us signing off. Goodbye. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> yeah.